Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim, and we talk about horror movies on this show. And we are working our way through uh, some various movies that we are catching up on uh, from from last year. And one of the movies that we missed was Ghost Stories. So we're going to talk about Ghost mm-hmm. Stories. We we watched it. Uh, Tim had seen this a while ago. Um, he, he had a chance to go to a screening. I did not. So I watched it for the first time. He rewatched it and we're going to talk about it. We'll start spoiler free as we always do. We'll give you a warning before we get into spoilers. And that's what we'll do. So, yeah. Uh, so the premise of this is it's kind of an anthology, but not really. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of, it's got a few stories in it, but they're all kind of, it's, it's kind of like an anthology where the framing device is the most important part and has the most time. But there are like short mm-hmm. stories kind of within it. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I think when I saw the trailer, it, it kind of it, it made it look more like an anthology to me. I was expecting a full on just three stories kind of thing. I yeah, I, I feel like it's an anthology movie that kind of changes it by the end. Like as you're watching it, it's it definitely you know feels like an anthology movie until kind of the last act. Yeah, yeah. But then there's like oh, there's all this stuff with the main character and it goes on further down the rabbit hole. Um, so, yeah. Um, so it's it's about a, a a documentary filmmaker who like disproves supernatural elements, and he's 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 a big fan of this other skeptic who was like a big deal when he was a kid. But the this skeptic reaches out to him, and kind of sets him on a a, a a search for these three cases. Like no, you know, I, I'm no longer a skeptic because these three cases I can never I can never like figure out. These three cases to me prove that the supernatural exists. So he takes this folder of the three cases and he goes off, and that's what the three stories are. He interviews people from these stories, and that's where we see the stories, and that's how it works. And then there's mm-hmm. a bit more personal stuff that he gets to in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's the premise of ghost stories. So I will ask Tim the question: Did mm-hmm. you enjoy ghost stories? <laughs> uh, I gotta say, this is one of my most hated movies of the year i you know it's uh it's kind of weird because as i'm going through the movie i don't think it's that bad and i would even say that there were parts uh that i was enjoying and uh, i don't think this usually affects me that much with movies but i hate the ending so much in this movie that it, it completely ruins it for me i um I obviously, you know, can't reveal too much, you know, without spoilers, but I, <laughs> I, I'll just, I guess I'll just leave it at, I, I really, really yeah, hate no, the that's ending. that's fine, you can <laughs> just say you hate the ending. Um, uh, but to the point, though, where it affects, like, the whole movie for me, like, mm. it's, you know, ugh, it, it, it's a, it's a shame. <laughs> um, here's the thing, I actually think you like it more than I do. Okay, <laughs> interesting. Because... I kind of hated it before I got mm-hmm. to the ending, and then the ending oh, okay. just made it worse. <laughs> I okay, mean, that's fair. It, like, it's not the worst thing ever. Um, oh, sure. Tim's elbows right in the camera. This is exciting. Uh, Sorry. Uh, <laughs> trying to get my cat to stop <laughs> scratching at this plastic bag. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was like full of really cheap jump scares that were accompanied with the loud noise sure. to make it a jump mm-hmm. scare. Uh, I, I thought the it had this weird like mishmash tone that it was doing where mm. the actual horror elements didn't feel like it was grown-up horror to me. It felt like a kid's TV show horror. Okay. If that makes any sense. Like it, I, I, it, I think I get what you're saying. I felt like it was. I was expecting to cut back to the you know, the Midnight Society uh, around the campfire <laughs> at any yeah. point. Like it, it had that feeling to it. It, just, it felt like it was... It was uh, I don't know, even the score felt kind of Danny Elfman-esque and Tim Burton-y. <laughs> like, like I was okay. expecting it to yeah. just be all a joke uh, <laughs> at any point. Which there is actually some comedy in it. Like there, there actually were a few parts that where I did laugh. Uh, but obviously, you know, I don't. Yeah, I don't think that's necessarily the tone they're going for. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I just I didn't really like the main character that much. I didn't really buy into the the, the search. I, well, I think my thing is like I love this premise for an anthology movie like i think this is a great way you know to showcase like Mm. some short stories um and yeah the obviously the main character uh yeah isn't really that likable um even like that kind of opening scene where he's like calling out that psychic and stuff it's kind of like ah this is stupid and then there's like some problems with the stories 
which it, it makes sense later on once you you know see the whole movie but yeah. as you're watching it it's kind of weird like you know they they often kind of just end like out of nowhere yeah it's like oh okay no i i know what you're saying um i like i i think my thing is though it's like i could feel like where there could be a good movie in this like you know the premise like you know could no, no, be i, I actually agree yeah. I, I think the premise is fine my, my big problem actually before we even get to how it ends and how it completely mm-hmm. you know changes the whole movie my big problem with the premise even before that point is that so that skeptic who by the way went missing years ago and it's kind of never brought up, like, you know, what happened to him for those years. or And it's not that I think it needs to answer that. I think it's weird that the main character never really asks him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he never even, like, you know, hey, could you tell me where you've been all these years? Because I'm a big fan. Um, but he, he says, no, no, these three cases I can never explain, so I believe it's all real. And he says, no, go, go and investigate these three, and you'll change your mind. There was nothing in the three cases, as we saw the stories and yeah. we heard about them from people, that would be like, "Why would this change his mind?" Like he's he's still only coming from like the person who's speaking about it. You know, there's no reason to be any less skeptical about any of these yeah. versus oh, any yeah. normal cases that he's ever worked. Like, because well, what I thought was going to happen, what I thought was going to be interesting and be the exciting, you know, plot of the movie would be that there would be like details that just couldn't make sense to even us. Like we couldn't explain them away. Yeah. No, I, I think, yeah, exactly. <coughs> Again, that's just a, a great way to start the movie, and it really hooks you because you think, okay, these aren't going to be just regular run-of-the-mill ghost stories. There's going to be an extra thing to them that's going to make you know even the most hardcore you know intelligent skeptic uh, believe. But uh, even if it's as simple no, there's as nothing like that. <laughs> even if it's as simple as okay, well, um. <sighs> Like you could make people like you know they have some type of mark on their skin from their encounter, or they film something that they show you. Like I don't know, like something like that, some type of evidence. But well, no, you're just I, no to I was hoping stories. for I was hoping for something more inventive than that. Like I was hoping for something where the writing would make it sort of double back and like he would actually be dumbfounded. Like I, I'm thinking, there's a moment in a Hunt in a Hill House, which I won't spoil, where mm-hmm. the skeptical son is eventually told something about his childhood that kind of makes him go, wait, what? Like, where he realizes, oh, wait, maybe I was seeing stuff the whole time and I I, I never mm. considered it before, right? I'm mm. thinking of like a, a thing like that where with each story, there'd be, like, an element that he, he just couldn't quite write off. Like, yeah. there'd be something about it where, well, if this didn't happen, then how can this be a thing? Like, mm-hmm. something that just tangles him in a web where he just can't explain it. And yeah. It felt like every single, all three of the stories, though, never had that at all, even remotely. Oh, no. Everything was just coming from one person's like story, yeah. and of course you can just like write that off as no, that's just a person's story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like yeah. After everything, right. since he is such a skeptic, you know, you would think that once he hears a story, he would just go, oh, "Okay, that person was lying." There, I solved it. <laughs> like, yeah, the, yeah. There's nothing else to it. There's, there's nothing to it, and I'll be honest, I don't think most of the stories are that good. I, th- I think they're like had their moments uh like the like they are very cliche like you know super cliche yeah that was my yeah, big problems like they're they're just normal like jump scares and stuff but you know watching it late at night with the lights off like you know it it, it gets me in the horror mood like you know it's not I, I, it, it's nothing crazy or anything that you haven't seen before but I, I think it's like decent enough I hated the middle one for sure with a younger guy uh from black I mirror I, I hate that one Oh, I didn't realize he was from Black Mirror. <laughs> yeah. I see. I, I actually like that one, but it, I wanted to see more of like the creature or yeah. <laughs> whatever that was in that. The first one was just a generic. There's a ghost running around and being creepy. Um, I, even though I like the setting of a night watchman and like creepy stuff happening when he's alone at night. Like, yeah. That's that's cool. That's fine. Premise is fine, mm-hmm. but it was the way it was handled. Um, and then the final sort of the three stories, um, is really generic poltergeist stuff do you, know, do you know my problem with poltergeist when it's like oh they're just going to start moving objects around the room and stuff like that mm-hmm. is that i never find it remotely tense or scary because typically it's just inherently a little bit silly so it's hard to like feel anything when oh baby bottles are stacking up on top of themselves whatever true yeah <laughs> diapers are flying in the air yeah it's not 
Like, I, if you if you were there in person and that was happening to you, that's creepy, sure. But yeah, yeah, just seeing it on a screen, it's not <laughs> super menacing. I don't think it translates. I I think yeah. for it to be creepy, it has to be subtle. It has to be a creepy thing. It has to be a creepy object. It has mm-hmm. to be maybe implications of what what it can mean or something like that. But that's just that's just diapers flying around. Like it's, it's, yeah. not, it's not it's not scary. I don't know. I, I I thought it was cliched through through. I thought the scares were just cheap jump scares. I it, Joe, the thing is, though, it doesn't feel like a bad movie though. Other than that, like it feels it sure. feels really in the middle. It feels like a TV movie until yeah. the final act then makes it worse by everything yeah. it does. Um, yes. Yeah, so I, I, I again, obviously we're. Not- not doing spoilers yet, but I, I take it you didn't like the ending either. No, I, I didn't. No, because okay. okay. I, I was trying to make it work in my head. I was like, oh, how does this tie in with this and this and this? Does you know, does this mean each story represents this, this and this? And I was like, uh, but not really. Like it's kind of murky. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I feel like it's trying to do something smart and meaningful and oh, it really makes you think and blah blah mm. blah. But in in the end, it's like it it just it it made me mad. It made me. Uh, feel like i just wasted my time <laughs> that like the yeah. whole movie was pointless and mm-hmm. I, I think it, in the end it said like it, that this was based on a play or something and like okay i can see that like this feels very play like to me yeah i can see just that like, yeah. Yeah, i can see that oh, obviously we have some names uh, martin freeman's in one of the stories so he's he's around mm-hmm. for a bit he's your big star um yeah but yeah i i do the, the worst part is, is that there was a point in the movie like, cause, it, cause it opens with this thing where it's like talking about the the main character's like past, his childhood, and his family, and because of that, I kind of knew it was going to take a turn. Because why have that if it wasn't going to go into like more of him at some point? And that's true. When it got to like the end of the third story, even before it got like different, yeah. I I basically like thought to myself, I'm getting the feeling that. I got a feeling that it wasn't just as it was presented, and it started to make me feel like nothing mm. mattered. So even before it got to like later on, I already had mm. that f- sort of feeling in my stomach that nothing was really yeah. that important, um, uh, in the way that it's supposed to be. So I was already kind of doubting it early yeah. on. Yeah. So so you combine that with the fact that I wasn't really enjoying the actual like stories, and I wasn't enjoying the, the entertainment mm-hmm. value of them, you know, or lack thereof. Yeah. I was just kind of out. I was out already. And then the ending just kind of <sighs> made me go, okay, uh, yeah, I can just write this one off. It's, it's not just that, mm. like, it's not for me. Like, I can write this one off now as just, like, a bad story concept that I just don't like. Yeah. No, I mean, that, that, that's definitely fair. I can't really argue with any of that. It's, <laughs> I don't know. It it, it just sucks because, yeah, it, it just feels like, such a waste like you know like oh you know like martin freeman you know he's a good actor and it was always it's always nice to see him pop up so like you know good actors like you know production value seems like you know like pretty competent for the most part and again like a really good premise that could lead to some cool stuff and then it just yeah like none of it uh really i don't dessert feels like it deserves any of that it's just so feels like just such a waste like, yeah um so we'll get a spoiler warning so we can start talking about right. everything a bit more in depth and um so i guess we talk about the three stories first and then talk about the okay the, the sort of the, the overall and the ending and where it goes mm-hmm. so the first story is a night watchman who who's kind of racist you know we, we hear him kind of mm-hmm. you know when he's been interviewed beforehand he uh you know he implies that immigration is the reason why he can't get a job and then when he's on his own listening to the radio and the and the story, he uh, gets annoyed when the the you know the host the the, the DJ uh, corrects someone because they use a, a racial slur. Um, yeah. he, he gets annoyed. Um, but basically, there's a ghost and, of a little kid running around. <laughs> in yeah, and the building. also real quick too, like before even going into the story, just like the interview thing is kind of weird, like first of all i don't know where they're like meeting it seems like they're in a bar but it's like before it's open like there's no one there like it seems like it's yeah like, it, looks, it, looks like a, it looks like a pub during the day it looks like it's yeah. like, you know when it's dead but, but yeah it's just them but it, but it's like so weird though because there's literally no one else there like not even like a bartender or anything so it's like yeah. all right uh but the, so that is already kind of like you know throwing me off a little bit and then also like 
the guy doesn't even really seem willing to like tell his story. Like the guy no. like starts asking him at first and he's like, I'm not telling you. And it's like, why, why do you agree to meet up if you're not even going to tell him the story? Like, obviously he ends up telling him until like gives him money and stuff, but it, it, it just seems like just a weird way yeah, to start. I'll defend at least. Why did you agree to meet up? I assumed that he kind of like found him at the bar rather than he agreed to okay. meet him there. But I mean, I don't want to defend it that much. I'm just, I assume sure, that's yeah. what happened. Uh, yeah. He found him there because he's an alcoholic. <laughs> it was basically yeah. <laughs> what I was thinking. Uh, yeah, and obviously he uh, he's also got there's like a new staff member that he's talking to in the walkie-talkie who's who's foreign and has an accent. I, I don't know if he's trying to like say that he's he's, he's kind of casually racist when he's not thinking about the fact that they're people, but when he actually has to interact with someone, that he you know he he becomes more of a human being or whatever. Like I wasn't sure, sure. if it was it was doing something with that, but he. He starts seeing a ghost. There's like a little girl ghost running around, and it's just all the story is is him like wandering around, hearing noises, running back to the, his little office, and then eventually the the girl hugs him and puts her, puts her finger in his mouth. <laughs> and then like that's the thing about this the the stories that are kind of frustrating is it just ends there. Like you don't yeah, it just ends. Like oh, how did he escape? How did he get out? Like did he ever see her again? Like what you know did he quit the job it's just like nope on to the next story and then and again like you know once you kind of find out what's happening on the end like you get some more context for it but it still doesn't you know uh like make it like satisfying while you're watching no, it there's nothing satisfying about it and um yeah well i mean we'll just leave it there uh but it's, like, it's got a lot of jump scares there's a lot of loud noise sort of scares you know when things pop out or um yeah. you know that's basically it, uh, and then the the actually the 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 main character uh, Goodman he goes to see a priest after this who who knows this character and tries mm-hmm. to ask him questions about it, and he kind of gets because he kind of implies that now the reason why and it's kind of implied to us at this point that the reason why he's as a ghost of a little girl that's what he thinks he's seeing is because he feels guilty that he's not visiting his uh his daughter in hospital because his daughter who's who's 30 years old now but his daughter's uh, in a coma and you know he 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 is too hard on him to go and see her but he feels guilty about that so that's kind of what it's implying at this point in the movies that he's not going and that that you know it's the guilt of something that makes people see a ghost or think they've seen a ghost it's the, the stress and the the emotional turmoil they're going through that, that, that creates the ghost. Um, so it kind of gets thrown back in his face that, you know, maybe you should analyze yourself though, the way that you analyze these people. And he mm-hmm. goes to see his dad in an old folks home, which I was expecting it's something, you know, to this to come up because the opening of the movie over the credits is all this old family footage of how his dad got mad at uh, our main character's sister because she was dating someone who wasn't white. And you, you, you get, like, this scene. And I think that's, you know, I was thinking, oh, the racism of this character's tying into that thematically um, yeah. and whatnot. It turns out to be different later, but that that's where I was <laughs> at this point in the movie. Uh, but he goes to the second person. It's this kid, the kid from Black Mirror, who's, like, scared to leave the house, and he's, like... For some reason, he has a really creepy house where, like, there might be someone else there, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, so... Uh, actually, I'm, I'm just curious, because I... I haven't really watched Black Mirror. Was he from like a really like in like a good episode that people talk about, or was it just? Yeah, it's a good, it's a great episode. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, trust me, you remember that episode. <laughs> when you get to that episode, Tim, you'll remember. Okay. It. <laughs> you'll remember that, that one. Um, okay. but yeah, so he goes to interview this kid, and and I say, I say kid, he's like you know he's like eighteen or whatever, but um, yeah. Uh, this is a weird thing that that you're bringing up here is like he so he obviously tells this creepy story but he's also in this really creepy house but being in the creepy house has nothing to do with his creepy story no nope. <laughs> which is like weird <laughs> no nope. and all of his all his story really is um it all, again he the, the the main character tries to justify it by oh he's in a really broken family you know apparently the, the parents seem to love his brother more and he, the brother's left home and he's he's married with a you know he's got a, got his own place now and and whatnot, but all the story really is is that he the, the kid took out his dad's car one night, was driving back from a party, and ran into what he thought was a person, but then turned out to be like a goat demon or something. I, I don't know. I wanted to, yeah, I really 
wish we could have seen some more of it because it definitely looked like uh, w- when I was first watching this, I was like, "Ooh, are we gonna get a goat man?" Like I got a little excited. But, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. it was like a ram's head on like a sort of upright yeah. body. It was I, I don't know. And then he gets scared. He tries to you know call uh, the AA uh, or Tripoli if you if you uh, <laughs> if you're American. Um, and he he gets scared, runs into the woods, and then a tree comes to life well, and grabs but- him. Yeah, but before he actually runs in, into the woods, he's waiting in the car, and, and then the creature actually like oh yeah opens right. like the the back car door and goes in, uh, and actually kind of like I, I, like I actually like the scene, and I kind of laughed at it. Like he, um, you know, is very slowly like trying to get out because he doesn't want to be in with this thing, and it puts his hand on his shoulder and says like no stay. He just goes fuck that and like runs out into the <laughs> woods. Like I actually actually laughed at that. Like I mean, again, like you know if they're going for actual scary creepy vibes maybe you don't want to be laughing at it or something but uh that, that did make me chuckle but then yeah he it, it, like, was, gets... it was him running through the woods and then the tree coming to life that was giving me tim burton vibes and that's not yeah. what i want yeah. when i'm watching a horror yeah. movie <laughs> yeah that definitely wasn't great uh, and i i forget does uh does the tree go in his mouth at that point i don't think the tree did maybe okay. oh, maybe it did maybe it did when it was great but it just sort of encompassed them yeah, you know, just kind of cocooned around him, um, but of course he survived because he's been interviewed. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, and again, just like the first story, it just kind of ends there. We don't hear like what whatever. Yeah, that, that's after the, that. This was the point in the movie where I basically knew I just didn't like it because it got to the end of this story and I'm like, well, again, I'm just like, that's it. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> that's two in a row now where I'm just kind of like, eh. So, little hope going forward. It's by the way, it's after this because he goes out to the forest to investigate this area, the main character, and he he doesn't really see anything, and he's just talking to his tape recorder, saying, "Ah, nah, he's just a delusional kid who's having family problems." And then the first one was just you know this alcoholic who's guilty about his daughter, and then he goes back to the car, and there's a really stupid scare here where he sees himself inside the car, but he's all blue and pale like he's dead, uh, looking out of the window. And I thought this was a really cheesy like moment. Like this was a really cheesy scene, uh, and it really took me out. Any atmosphere that this maybe was still clinging to was just gone with this mm-hmm. scene. I thought, um, yeah. was it? Don't the first is we're, we're really ragging on this, but this has a reasonable <laughs> rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, that was one of the reasons why I was like really hyped on it because I. Like it, when I saw it, like it was earlier in the year too. Like I want to say maybe like February or something like around that yeah. time. Um, but I actually like went out of my way because it wasn't playing in any like theaters close to me. Um, I had to go to one in like Santa Monica, which like going there uh, like during like rush hour after work was like horrendous. Like I was probably in traffic for at least like you know two hours trying to get there. But I had heard that oh this is a really great like you know indie british horror movie or whatever that people are talking about and raving about so i was like super pumped and the trailer actually thought was pretty good and then yeah i was just so deflated after seeing this yeah i i, I don't know I, I really don't know uh, the, the final story goes to see martin freeman who's like this rich guy uh, and they're out in a field Kind of randomly. It's, it's kind of like what you were saying about the bar. Like, how did they get here? How did they meet here? Kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, what are they actually doing out here? Because, like, Martin Freeman's taking, like, texts about business, but he's, like, there to, like... Because they eventually get to this, like, little hut. Well, not even a hut. It's, like, a little locker that's locked yeah. in, in the middle of a field. And he unlocks it, and it turns out to be a gun. And it, but it's a hunting gun. It's, like, a hunting rifle. So he's, he's, going, he's going hunting, by the looks of it. Uh, but as I said, he's telling the story, it is basically that his wife got pregnant eventually but it's when she was nearly 40 so it didn't go very well like uh because she didn't want to have a kid until she'd like you know became like you know vice president of the company or whatever very ambitious and what seven months out of the pregnancy she got ill and so they went to she went to hospital and it's well she was at the hospital that back at the house he he went home and then he, he experienced the poltergeist stuff which was uh, the stuff moving around and whatever else, and then it ends with like his like the ghost of his wife like appearing in front of him with blood coming like you know down her, her gown. Um, she mm-hmm. died during you know birth, but the the baby survived, but was but was but was ill. You know, it wasn't you know was yep. was was uh, 
I don't know if it was necessarily deformed, but it was like you know, like the baby isn't right. Um, and again, that was it. And then out of nowhere, he kills himself in present day. You know, when he's talking to the main character, yeah. he just like he's puts like, the shotgun under his mouth and just goes for yeah. it. Yeah, because before you think like he is you know taking out the shotgun because he's like going like hunting or something, but then yeah, right after his story, he just kind of yeah puts it up to uh you know his chin and blows his head off. Yeah, he's just like life goes on and just you know yeah. just kills himself. And yes, yeah, so I'm going to get to how this thematically ties in maybe with what's going on when we find out <laughs> with the big twist and all that. But um, but so here's the weird thing. So he, after this, he, he's terrified. He sees like a figure in the distance a couple of times mm-hmm. during these field scenes, and mm-hmm. this was the point in the movie where I started to feel like this doesn't feel like any of this is real. It's starting mm-hmm. to feel like something like we're going to like be. This is what's really going on the entire time, and mm-hmm. it's when he, he goes back to the 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 the, the old skeptic that he, he worshipped that gave him all this these case files in the first place, mm-hmm. and he he's like, no, there's nothing in these. You're you're a deluded old man. Blah blah blah. He gets angry and upset, and the the old guy stands up and he he takes off his mask. It turns out he's got he's got like a Mission Impossible style like fake face <laughs> on. And it's yeah. Martin Freeman under the mask. What? And, and I'm just like, what is this movie? And then yeah. he like rips away the wall, which is just paper in this little trailer. And it's like a black door that leads to like this this train track. And at this point, I'm just checked out. I don't care anymore. This is all a dream yeah. or something. But whatever like, it is, why- there's no rules. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, why do we... Like why at this point why are we interested in this story? Like the only interest we would have now is just be like, all right, I guess I want to know what's going on. But like all the stuff before, like where I was waiting to, you know, see the ends of those stories or find out, you know, how they cannot be proven true or you know what happened to that skeptic. Or it's like all the stuff that I was interested in the movie. All of a sudden, it's out the window. It's yeah, not even an issue. It's all about him, but he's not that interesting. Like, I, yeah, I can he was al- the worst part of the movie. I, like. <laughs> I can almost see this this premise working if I actually if they made if they gave me a compelling character, and it was like David Lynch who made it, right? Sure, yeah, it could be great. <laughs> but as it is, this just made me go. None of this is real. I don't care. And mm-hmm. th- then we get a scene that, that kind of goes to what his guilt's about and how he he lets someone die. Um, and this maybe ties into the the baby that Martin Freeman's character is supposed to have had, but this 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 kid who was in his class at school who's bullied by these assholes and is sent into this tunnel, um, to to you know as a as a prank ends up like suffocating because he's got asthma he dies, and yeah. our character our main character has guilt because he didn't go in to try and rescue him and he didn't like tell anyone he just ran in fear, um, which is like it's a hell of a thing to bring up in like the last like 20 minutes of your movie or whatever. Like, yeah, it, it, it's, in... it's frustrating. It's, it's frustrating because I, I don't and even, it, I don't hate the concept again. I, I don't hate yeah. the idea of this. And, and like, you could like probably make a case and say like, Oh, like, well, they, they had been, uh, you know, teasing it like earlier in the movie, but since we have no context for what's going on, like we didn't realize that stuff earlier was, you know, possibly, you know, referencing this or whatever. But it, yeah. it's like, uh, I don't know. So like, I don't know. Some people might argue like, Oh, well, you know, at, at that point, maybe you should have a revelation and be like, Oh, okay. But instead though, it just makes me <laughs> angry. Cause it kind of like, in a way it kind of feels like you've been lied to. Cause like, you know, just everything is not what, you know you, you thought for the majority of the movie or you know what you kind of felt yeah, like going but, in but but the, the main point being that it's not not in a good way because you can have yeah. good twists that, that recontextualize oh, the film yeah. and you're like oh this makes it deeper and richer and i'm glad that they did that this is something yeah. where it takes away what i thought the premise was and mm-hmm. well i thought it had already kind of bungled the premise because all the stories that he goes and like hears about are all disappointing <laughs> That the one thing yeah. I liked about it was the idea that these stories may actually like take a skeptic and like you know prove them wrong. That yeah. that was the premise that I, I kind of liked, and then you know it turns out no none of this is real, and you know we find out very very quickly after this that you see a hospital bed, and I'm like at this point I'm already it's already it's all in his head. I've been thinking that for like twenty minutes by this point, 
But then the eventual twist is that no, he's been lying in a hospital. He's the one in a coma this whole yeah. time. That this movie is him realizing that he's in a coma. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. He he tried to commit suicide. He failed. Um, and all the characters, all the stories we've been seeing are characters who work in the hospital. Martin Freeman is the doctor. Yeah. The kid is the young nurse. Uh, the 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 guy for the night watchman. He's he's the janitor. That yeah. that that is who all these characters are. <clears throat> And the and and so like and uh when we start to realize that he's being tormented by the like the dead ghost like a almost like a zombie version of the yeah. the kid that died which it seemed kind of like in in poor taste because like the kid was like he's kind of like slow or like you know mentally challenged or something and mm. then like when he becomes a ghost he's like jumping around and just kind of making these like giggling kind of like I don't know like weird sounds it just didn't feel very like you know uh sensitive um it, it kind of seemed like yeah. mocking him even in death but then you know he he's like getting on top of him and stuff and he puts his finger in his mouth and that kind of transitions to like that's his feeding tube so it's like oh, okay like that's why ghosts have been putting their fingers in people's mouths but it's like i, I don't care at that point like all right yeah. it's not like this is like it's not like my mind was blown and go like, "What? That's so smart!" <laughs> like, yeah, because 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 uh, the finger just represents the respirator. Yeah, yeah. It's um, like, who cares? I I have so many because it's not like any of this even ties up nicely. That it, it makes it feel like, oh, this means that and that means that. Because yeah. I'm thinking back to the racist themes early on about the the Night Watchman character, and there's no implication in this final scene that the, night, the you know that character himself in the real world is actually racist. And I'm thinking, though, I'm sure. thinking back to the father. The father was racist and was mad about his mm. sister. Which, by the way, the, the sister felt like an important part of that opening. And I feel like yeah. there was like no hint as to like who the sister is or what the sister is, you know, or what what she means to him for the rest of the movie. Because yeah. there's a line from him over the, the the top of the opening scene where he says, "My father ruined our family." Mm-hmm right so i was yeah. thinking as i'm watching the rest of the film okay how does that tie into everything else how how is it about that um but it turns out to be his personal guilt about this one thing that he did like mm-hmm. there's very little to do with with his sister or i i, I guess the sister moving away with her boyfriend is kind of the the brother that moved away from from the the, the younger kid okay that's that's what you know th- that represents I get that the, the, the guy being racist kind of represents his dad. I was kind of toying with the idea that it represents him. Like, maybe he was he was kind of racist as well because, like, this guy took his sister away. So he had, okay. like, a... like a Just a, a... A revenge. Not revenge. That's a, not the right word, but... Yeah. <laughs> just a, a prejudice like, bit set up because sure. of that, because he was angry about yeah. that. I, I don't know if it was going for that. Like, the idea that each character in some way was representing part of his own guilt in some way um yeah there's like so much that like we don't know like first of all like uh why exactly did he commit suicide is it like are we supposed to infer it's because of all this stuff or was there something else well, that it's, happened? The guilt, it's the guilt of him like, killing the or not, not saving the kid right that that, that is the only thing that, honestly why, that's the only thing i understand is that's why he tried to kill himself but but why wait till like he was you know this like this old yeah uh, like that's he when you, like you think he's been like in a coma for years that like he did it like when he was a teenager he may have been yeah i i guess possibly uh but i mean like if i if we kind of have to like guess and stuff it, it's just it, it means it wasn't really portrayed very like neatly but here's the thing right so so do we think if if the night watchman represents his father does this mean that that was about the fact that he knows his father doesn't come to visit him because his father doesn't like him or hates oh. him or whatever uh, maybe <laughs> possibly or or if if it represents him no i mean i don't think this movie adds <laughs> up i i think it's trying to be smart and maybe i'm just missing something but like see it it, it definitely feels more like a play to me because it feels like the kind of play you see where it is like oh yeah like look at like all the you know like versions of this guy's life or or whatever uh you know told through these other stories and stuff but it just it doesn't really work for a movie and yeah, I'm sure the people that did it, you know, they probably have answers for all this stuff, but I mean, you know, just as someone that's viewing it, it's not really adding up for me. And I don't, even if it does, I don't really care about it because it's, 
like it, it again it just feels like such a, a false premise from the start i'm looking i'm actually just googling okay <laughs> to, to, to explain the to explain how how it, how it, okay. everything relates to him by the end i'm looking to see no. if there's something that i'm missing that's going to make this click in some way and i don't think it will but i mean like even if it does like it's not going to change the fact that like I, I still don't like the movie like i don't know maybe uh maybe there's more reason for stuff but it's definitely like not what i wanted and also it's such a like the the ending is so bullshit like you know because it, it's basically saying that like everything is a dream like uh oh yes. no, that's, that's the ending everything but, is a dream everything is in his head but that's, that's the ending but like that's like what you do like that's the ending you use when you're making fun of like bad endings like you know like when you're like making fun of like how something's gonna end like you jokingly will be like oh and then it was all a dream but like th- that's literally like what people make fun of when, when you talk about bad endings and I, I, the, the fact the, that they the, did this like boggles me the only thing i can kind of explain to a point that makes sense to me is the reason why martin freeman's the one who's explaining this to him like in his dream is mm-hmm. that because he has his doctor and because he's probably talking to him about his condition a lot or whatever, like that's why he's the the, the explanation character. Sure, if that makes sense. Yeah, that kind of works for me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, from all I can really see here, just from a quick glance, is that because I'm looking for ties that like link very closely thematically in terms of this character represents this part of him or this character represents this part of his family. Um, but instead, it seems to be just be more of a general thing. Like, you know, the first one's the fear of the dark because he was scared to go into the tunnel. The second one was the idea that the 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 guilt of it was kind of what messed up this kid, so he's kind of messed up. And then the last one is just the idea of like suicide, <laughs> like the idea that the only way to deal with this is suicide. And stupid. I don't. I just I, 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 that feels so like loose and vague to me. It, yeah it, it feels forced uh and i don't know and obviously like you know sometimes you can have like you know uh ambiguity and stuff like you know not everything has to be wrapped in a nice neat little bow but th- well, this is thing. just like frustrating that's the thing i don't want it explained and neat, wrapped up in a neat bow i want to think about it and analyze it but none of, nothing in this movie to me actually makes sense and adds up or, or at least does so in a compelling way where I'm like, oh my god, that, that makes the story make more sense. Mm-hmm. Or, oh my god, that makes the character uh, more tragic or more interesting mm-hmm. or, or more anything. It, it, it feels like someone wrote a script they think is really smart. That they think has oh, this sure. great yeah. twist that's about the human condition and about how you <laughs> deal with grief and guilt. And I don't think it does. And to me, the most interesting part of the film is the opening credit sequence because it's setting up this stuff about his family and his sister and he, his father who's racist and, like, you know, the fact that he, he's close with his sister and her boyfriend. And I'm like, well, what... Like, where does this come out of play? How does this thematically tie into anything else outside of a couple of loose things uh, uh, here or there? Like... and. And like, why do it in this structure? Because like, since we don't know anything, like about what he was like when he was alive, like, <clears throat> was he interested in ghost stories? Was he actually a you know debunker for a while? Like, what like what is the significance of that? Like, it, it seems like such a stretch to, you know, uh, have that be kind of the crux of how he's experiencing these stories. If there wasn't any type of you know, reasoning for that in his real life. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and like, um, you know, if uh, something you're kind of mentioning before, like about how, you know, like, uh, like, you know, twist endings aren't always uh, a bad thing. Like, you know, uh, it, using like other examples, like there are times when there's a twist ending and then when you rewatch the movie, the movie is still compelling, but, <clears throat> maybe just you know look at it in like a different light or anything i think the problem with this and i experienced it because you know i watched it for a second time you know yeah. knowing what the twist was uh when if you rewatch it it, it doesn't like it, it just makes everything feel pointless like uh, you know rewatching the stories i don't care about them because i know that they're not real so you know versus something like well, that that would be where if it was well written, you'd care about them because of what they represent for him. Okay, yeah. 
because that that couldn't work, can't mm. work in theory. I have no problem with that being the 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 driving force of the movie if mm. it's done well. The problem is is that it's not. the The problem yeah. <laughs> is that what they actually represent doesn't feel clear. And I still and I, I still I, I want people to tell me what the what the hell does this have to do with his damn sister and yeah. his, his father disowning his sister? Um, like I don't, I don't get it. And maybe there's the saying that he he was scared to intervene because I don't know. I can't do it. I have no idea. <laughs> this movie makes no sense to me. I I I, yeah. I, I actually I, I'm actually angry. Try to explain this to myself because I can. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's very frustrating. I was very upset after I watched it. And that's why I was actually happy to to do it, though, because I did want <laughs> to have a, a place to vent about it. And I was interested to see uh, if you would enjoy it or not, because I wasn't sure. But uh, no, it's it's uh, interesting to see that you're uh, upset about it as well. I feel like there's, there's potential in some of the ideas in here, but I think sure. they're all squandered because it's not actually thematically tightly woven. Like I, like, I yeah. was hoping that even though I wasn't liking the horror elements early on, once I realized that it wasn't real, I was like, oh, maybe like when it reveals what's going on here and reveals that it's all about the main character and what he's going through, um, that maybe it'll... Like it, it'll make so much sense from a thematic point of view and what it means to him that it'll retroactively lift everything else up because now the opening story is about this because it this is about his fear of something or about his guilt, but it's so vague and just general that I I can't like like I I can't I can't get over how important his sister felt in that opening scene and how little the rest of it seems to kind of in any way tie into that i, I can't like mm. th- there's no character in any of the other stories that feel like they represent someone who splits a family apart there's no character in any other stories the closest i can think of is the younger kid who says his brother's moved away but even then it doesn't even imply that he's that close with his brother what 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 his sister he seems close with his sister and he seems upset that his family get ripped apart how does that in any way tie to his motivation or his fear of helping <laughs> the, the 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 kid when he's when he's dying so, I mean, the best I can maybe do is that in the middle story with the young kid, he doesn't seem to have a great relationship with his parents. Mm-hmm. And and Goodman does actually ask him, do you get on well with your parents? So that kind of ties in, I guess, to his relationship with his parents. I guess the story of the daughter uh, uh, going in a coma, or, or maybe not the daughter, but maybe the... Uh, the the wife dying because because one of the things that uh, the, the night watchman says when he's like being asked about his like life and his backstory he says that his wife you know died years ago uh, when the daughter was seven I wonder mm-hmm. if the wife leaving kind of represents the sister leaving because the sister was presumably driven away from the house because she's gone off with her new boyfriend mm-hmm. um. And that that leaves him alone and abandoned and kind of scared. We, we know that he gets bullied at school. We know that he's scared mm. of the dark. So I, I guess that... The problem <laughs> is, though, is that in the story with the Night Watchman, the, the, the daughter represents guilt. Or the, the ghost okay. represents his guilt in that story for the Night Watchman. Mm. So it doesn't really track that that represents his sister. If, if the wife <laughs> who died represents his sister, and this is what left him kind of broken and scared of the dark and if i'm right earlier on saying that the night watchman actually represents him more than his father in terms of goodman it represents goodman then the idea that he's scared of the dark and kind of racist would tie into the idea i guess <coughs> that that's that's the result of the wife leaving like that he the night watchman's this way because his his wife died and that represents the sister leaving therefore it left him scared of the dark and racist in the same way i don't know look i'm it trying just, my best i'm trying i just, just need to like cut to you like with like a cork board with just like all these pictures and like red lines like going all over <laughs> like, like because i'm trying because i i love figuring this stuff out when it's well done i i love yeah i love analyzing you know i mentioned david lynch earlier I, you know every scene of twin peaks i was looking for subtext mm. and i feel like if you're going to do a story where the twist is that the whole thing's in the guy's head and he's already like in a coma because i think halfway through i was thinking he was already dead 
and it was already a ghost and this was all in purgatory or like you know him realizing he was dead before he moved on um but it wasn't it was it was he's, he's in a coma yeah like if you're going to do this type of story then all all of the stuff that we see during the film before we realize that revelation all of it has to be dripping with subtext. All of it has to be dripping with symbolism so that when you do go back and watch it again, should you want to, you, you pick up in things and it enhances and enriches the story. But not only that, on the first time through, it should at least be entertaining in and of itself. It should be mm-hmm. creepy or spooky or, uh, uh, you know, riveting as it goes, just yeah. on, a, on, a, on a surface level entertainment value. I would I would argue this isn't that. I'd also argue that the subtext really isn't there at all. I I think it's wafer thin. I really do. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I would, no, I yeah, I completely agree. Um, like like I said, I, I probably like the the actual story segments uh, a little bit more than you. But like, yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't say that they're like great or anything by any means. Outside of the suicide stuff, what the hell does the third story even have to represent? Like. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I like, don't know. one of the Reddit comments I glanced at implied that because the baby ripped the the the, the mother apart, that that represented the father ripping the family apart. But I feel that is such a stretch. Yeah, <laughs> that is such a stretch. Jeez, uh, yeah. I, I mean, at, at this point, like, yeah, it just feels like you're really you know, making a lot of leaps and stuff, which, uh, again, if it was well done, it might be more fun to analyze and stuff, but I, I just, I really don't like it. So I don't even care. Like, even if there was like a definitive, like, no, this means that it's like, I I don't care at this point. Like it's already made me mad. I I already, you know, uh, well, but that's what I'm saying. There's a way way to do this that you wouldn't be mad at the end. There's a way yeah, to do it yeah. where you wouldn't be mad at the revelation that he's dead, mm-hmm. um, like, and and, uh, and and again, it just goes back to like also, just the fact that it feels like it's like the most cliche thing you could do, like oh, you know, it's, it's all been in his head the whole time, like, you know, like and, and you know, there's still way, like if it was better handled, like maybe you could say like okay, that was cliche, but it was cool and I enjoyed it or whatever, but you know, it just feels like. Uh, just like a lazy, dumb, like yeah, but it's not even the first cliche in the movie. I, I thought it was tons of cliches, like in all the stories oh, sure. as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the, the entire premise of the first one felt cliched. Uh, the the poltergeist activity felt cliched. Yeah. Like so much of it did, and like I say, none of it felt like it was like a serious horror movie. It all felt like it was kind of yeah. uh, kids' TV horror <laughs> to a, yeah. to an extent. I really didn't and like also, this movie. I really yeah. didn't like this. Yeah. And also just like, I don't know, uh, you know, the dumb logical complaint or whatever. But uh, if he's in a coma, you know, he's in presumably, you know, he went to the hospital in a coma. So how would he know, like, what all these people look like? Like, sure, maybe he can still hear their voices or whatever, but I don't know. Uh, well, that's why the things the, the, <laughs> he said, the, the the guy, the first guy said, the night watchman, is that he doesn't know if his daughter is aware that he's there when he visits her. So I guess this, sure. the whole point of this is that he is aware to some extent, and he does take this oh, in. okay. Um, <laughs> and I, and see, see if anyone that comments said, oh, well, no, the, the scary ghost girl was just because of the doll. Because because the the doll's in the hospital room, mm-hmm. and the, 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 the first scary story has the, the ghost girl, who's kind of dressed the same way. Um, that's right the third one um there was a second one the, the third one he had a doll in the like crib and yeah stuff. in the crib it was the same yeah it was the same doll yeah and, and you had seen the, the thing again at the same time um there's very little i like the, there's one moment in the first story where he sees like what looks like a, a figure in the distance and it turns out to be a mop i thought that was kind oh, of yeah. effective that one shot uh, yeah. so I'll, I'll give that a little bit of credit I guess um, <laughs> no. I don't know and the, the whole idea the, the old skeptic that, that he was he, he worshipped was um, Scottish this old Scottish guy is because sometimes the doctor played by Martin Freeman in the hospital will quote his, uh, his Scottish uncle and put on an accent like oh okay that, that's that's why he he took off the mask and became him Oh okay, <laughs> but it's so thin. Like I don't give a shit. It's yeah. not that. It's not that smart. <laughs> yeah, it's really not. I, 
This is a, this is a movie that thinks it's really smart, and I I, I think it's dumb. I, I I really think this is a dumb movie. No, <laughs> I agree. I'm upset by this. I'm I really am. <laughs> and the worst part is, is that some people seem to love this, and I don't know why. Yeah, I really no, don't that, get why. No, yeah, that was one of the bigger biggest things with me too was just like the hype going in and like because you know, sometimes we like you know we watch our fair share of shitty movies uh but you know usually you, you kind of prepare yourself because you know that it's going to be bad or you know, have expectations but yeah i was really upset that i was like why why so many people like this is uh really made me mad i am going to rotten tomatoes i'm going to get some blurbs I want to see what the... 81% certified fresh. Jesus. Ghost Stories offers a well-crafted, skillfully told horror anthology that cleverly toys with genre tropes. How does it toy with genre tropes? It just does them. Yeah, I I wouldn't say that's like cleverly toying with them. (laughs) Yeah, it's just presenting them. (laughs) Ghost Stories has more genuine scares than most horror movies. That's bullshit. I'm assuming that's from a guy that, like, doesn't watch horror movies. (laughs) This film nails its black humor and finds a bizarre but satisfying conclusion to manage all the loose ends. And there's maybe, like, one or two parts that I I chuckled a little bit, but I wouldn't say there's that much humor. Satisfying conclusion to manage all the loose ends. No. Because this was surface level. This is just, no, there's stuff in the hospital room. There's people in the hospital room that he's yeah. incorporated into stories. That That is all it is. That is not satisfying. Um, at least it's not satisfying to me. I don't know who these people are <laughs> that are. <laughs> the filmmakers trust the audience and benefit from a trio of excellent performances by the subjects of each story. Uh, they they trust us so much that they don't, that they're like, oh, we don't need to make sense or like, do stuff that will uh, be clear and I don't know, have logical conclusions. Here's some negative Ooh. reviews, though. I want some negative blurbs. It's a letdown mm. to find that there's nothing at the bottom of a box of tricks, which in themselves are not as clever as they could have been. Yes! <laughs> Jake Wilson from Australia, who writes for The that, Age. I agree with you, Jake Wilson. We are best that's friends. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely would agree with that. I like that this one maybe describes you more actually I love the tone yeah. of the film and its construction but it ultimately goes to places that I'm not willing to follow there you go mm. and like like, don't get me wrong like let's say like let's say you take away the end and you know everything was like real or whatever like I still don't wouldn't say that like oh my god this was an amazing movie but like I, I would say like oh okay yeah that's a you know middle of the road like whatever kind of thing but uh yeah i mean I'm, i think it's a contrived mess it's not even that entertaining to watch and on top of that i don't think the subtext is there like, like i'm i'm looking i'm looking for the subtext that justifies what it's doing and it's just not there <laughs> yeah not to mention that it sets up some elements early on you know like the sister and the family and I'm not saying I have to see these characters again. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I I want the stories to somehow sort of fit into how he feels about the fact that his family split up. But I I still don't understand how his family splitting up and, you know, his father being racist links in any way to him not saving the kid uh, when he had a chance. Unless it's just a case of, like... um, you know, he thinks himself as a better person, but then when he was given a chance to actually do something, he chickened out because he was scared of the dark. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, maybe it's the guilt that he didn't stick up for his sister, you know, uh, more so. That would have been more interesting. Like, yeah, take out the whole kid in the tunnel thing. What if, what if the movie was just about the guilt that he didn't stick up for his sister? Yeah. You know, when, when his dad, like, <laughs> let's say his dad tried to attack her or something, and he didn't stick mm-hmm. up for her. What if that was what the 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 the, the seed was for his guilt that was you know mm-hmm. there for the rest of the movie or whatever? I I don't know. I'm think trying to think of things that are more interesting. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, we're clearly done because I'm rambling still, and Tim has nothing left to say. So yeah, uh, I I mean at least you're thinking about the movie. Like honestly, I I kind of want to like just purge it from my brain because I just like I, I don't even want to put in like the time to try to make justifications or anything for it. Well, the reason why though is, is, is I feel like it it wants this. Like I feel I feel like it wants us to mm. analyze it, but it's just not there. It's just like I don't, 
I don't want to give it what it wants. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't get why this one has been so positively received. Um, yeah. I, I think it's a bad movie. Uh, just straight up bad. So, yeah. Timmy, what would you want to give it out of 10? Uh, it's a little, it's a little tough because like, I'm trying to think of like how low I want to go. Like, because part how of me does. How low can you go? How low can you go? <laughs> like, part of me does like almost want to give it like a one or one point five, but I feel like that's too, yeah, uh, that, that's that's Bardemic like, and like yeah, Bye Bye like, Man and stuff. It's not that bad. <laughs> yeah. But like you know, we were we're talking about like you know in other instances though where like when we get angry, that's like when you want to go low and like the, but yeah, like I I feel like that would be doing a disservice to the fact that like it, it was like competently made, like you know the like the acting was good and stuff like that. And since I did like, you know, some of the you know be it kind of cliched and stuff as it was, like you know some of the actual ghost stories, like I didn't mind as they're being told. So I think I'm gonna give it like. I guess a 2.5 for that, but still, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's I, I can't really go that high. I, yeah, I'm going to go with a 3 out of 10. Um, it, like, like I say, it's, it's professionally produced, it, you know, it's slick enough in, in that sense. It has a reasonable cast, of course. Um, mm. One or two pulpy moments that are okay, but every, everything else, I I hate the script. I hate it. I hate it with every fiber yeah. of my being. Um, <laughs> and I hate the ending. And it has the cheek to like go to Monster Mash at the, the closing credits, as if we just oh, had yeah. fun. And I'm like, I'm not having fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ugh. Uh, I mean, yeah. That's uh, you know, I'm um, uh, I'm not gonna say I, I'm surprised, but I was curious uh about what your take was. Like, I didn't think you would love it, but I was like, yeah, maybe you'll be like a little softer on it than the year or something but uh i i yeah, genu- i genuinely feel that the the opening 10 minutes and the last 10 minutes feel like they're from different movies oh without a doubt yeah and i don't think it's like obviously some movies like they go in a, a, a very different place than what you're expecting and it's like oh well that changed everything and whatever but i genuinely feel like what this movie introduced at the start i might have been into had it had it actually been that movie and instead by the end it's doing this instead and I'm just like I don't I don't like any of this. It, the, the the minute like you know Martin Free I mean like I laughed a little bit when he took off the mask because it, you know when he was the old man because it was like okay yeah. this is kind of weird what's going on but as soon as he ripped off the wall and it was like you know we're breaking through reality and going through a door okay nothing yeah. matters everything's fake nothing matters why why should I care about your movie when <laughs> nothing in it matters it's... he yeah, I mean, and yeah I mean you can analyze the character and say yeah he's he's a skeptic in his dream world because he. He doesn't want to believe that anything bad is real, but but that's the thing. Nothing bad, like no, no supernatural stuff is real technically because all this is in his, in his head. Yeah, that's true. So, um, so what he's been telling us the whole movie is actually accurate. All of this is just because he's his brain's believing what he wants to see. And again, him turning out to have been seeing things the whole time is not not that great. It, it's like a really shitty version of the Sixth Sense twist in a lot of ways. Sure. Yeah, and that's a good twist. That's a that's a movie that has a twist that works. Yeah, and again with that movie, if you go back and watch it knowing the twist, like it it doesn't ruin the enjoyment of the movie. In fact, it's a better movie when you watch it the yeah. second time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that that's uh that's a uh, ghost stories. So I know I know some 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 of our uh, audience actually like this movie. So I'm sorry that we just shot on it for <laughs> apologize for, for fifty minutes or whatever that was, but um. Uh, yeah, I really did not like it at all. I, I, I thought it was a nothing about it worked for me. So yeah, second that. There we go. Uh, <laughs> that that is ghost stories. If you want to support us after that that bloodbath, uh, you can go over to patreon dot com slash mailedfuzztv and you can support us over there for as little as a dollar per month, and you can feel warm and fuzzy in the inside. Um, which you know helps keep us going, helps keeps keeps the movies coming, and so on and so forth. Um, also, other things, of course, if you can't do that, do like and subscribe and comment and let us know what you thought of the movie. Uh, YouTube really likes you know, likes and comments because it drives this whole algorithm to like promote things and 
recommend videos and that sort of thing. Uh, so have a have a look at that. Uh, but otherwise, that is that is us. So thank you very much for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies, guys, and we will see you next time.